Welcome to Getting Heated, the place to debate and discuss all things surf-related. Find out which surfers are dominating their 14-day quarantine. Plus, we're debating the legacy of Adriana de Souza and bold opinions on the best free surfers of all time. Finally, we are digging into the controversy behind Kelly Slater's decision not to head to Australia. Let's start some heats. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Getting Heated, the place to debate all things surf-related. I'm Coco Ho, and I'm here for it all. My favorite part of the show is introducing these two legends, Kulangata's McFanning and Hawaii's Ross Williams. Guys, I hope you had a really strong coffee because the tour is almost back and we have a lot going on today. Hi, Coco. I see a fireplace there. Where are you? I'm in Aspen. Oh, sweet. Well, uh, yeah, look, I've already put some Red Bull creamer in my coffee, so I'm fired up. Let's do this. So good. We are getting a lot closer to the Australian leg. We have 35 surfers in quarantine, and that's the topic of our opening exchange of Heat One. We're seeing all the CT surfers on Instagram sharing their quarantine stories. And with less than three weeks until Newcastle starts, Heat One question is, who is most likely to utilize their time in isolation and to stay fit and get fully ready for competition? Mick, let's start with your pick. Yeah, so my pick is Courtney Conlog, uh, someone who works extremely hard out, in and out of the water. Uh, and I just feel like she's got a pretty level head on her that will get her through this quarantine series. It's funny, Mick, because we both picked high-energy individuals that are going to be in quarantine, which is sort of an oxymoron. But I picked Italo Ferreira um, just because I think Italo is the unofficial spirit animal of the WSL. I mean, he's just so much fun to watch. Um, I know it's going to be pretty tough for him. It's sort of like a, you know a caged lion. Um, but I actually think he'll come out on the other side of quarantine with so much energy that he is just going to be flying even higher uh, on his way as he's so good at it already. This could be dangerous. Those are incredible choices. Let's check in and see if your two picks are dominating quarantine like you think they are. Hey guys. Courtney, how you going? Reason for the call, we're, we're checking in on a couple of athletes, a um, couple of athletes that we think are gonna dominate quarantine. And you're my pick, you're one of the hardest working athletes on the tour. I just wanted to check in and see how you're doing with quarantine. Uh, give us an update of what's been happening the last couple of days. Yeah, I've actually been doing great. I'm going to give you guys a little show around the room. I actually have the sickest setup right now. I actually have a row machine set up by the window. Right over there, it's got my right cord disc, a tiger tail. Um, these cool like black balls that, <laughs> that WSL gave us. Uh, to roll out <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sorry I'm a child <laughs> oh my gosh so you guys would have laughed well I was attempting to like do a pull-up kind of thing here but I had a door jam it there I was attempting to I opened the door and I look outside and the security guard was like what are you doing <laughs> I was like I'm sorry <laughs> I'm like I swear I'm not leaving I'm just trying to uh work out here. <laughs> Big no-no. I totally set the fire alarm off yesterday. Here, here I am thinking <laughs> that you're going to be like all, all controlled and everything and it's everything but controlled. It's, you're burning the house down, you're uh, <laughs> trying to rip dolls off. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I mean, 
mean, it's the spontaneity, you know, that keeps you sane through it all. And and also random humor <laughs> to keep Cubs laughing. <laughs> but, you yeah. had me laughing. Oh, we're cheering for you. We're going to check in on your potential neighbor, Italo, now. <laughs> so wish us luck. Nice. Yeah, I feel like Italo is probably on the same track, just keep on his toes. So Exactly. You. Thanks, Court. Hey, Italo, Ross chose you as his pick to be utilizing isolation the best. What have you been up to? Oh, I'm doing some exercise. That's my third one of the day. And yeah, I think I have a lot of energy, so I'm trying to to get busy <laughs> on those days. How many Red Bulls have you had already today? I have my second one, but four coffee, so I'm ready to do to more training. <laughs> now you're gonna come and looking at looking yoked. I'm doing like a lot of exercise and fuck dancing and uh, I don't know, like doing videos and but the time is always the same, so uh, has been hard. Have you tried sleeping? I think two days good sleeping, but the last couple of days I wake up three thirty and start working and watch videos and yeah, talk with my friends and try to do something. <laughs> uh, another big question that we have for you. Where's the hair? Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's right here. <laughs> it's a wig. <laughs> yes. No more, bruh. No. Maybe wait, after the contest. I'm, I'm so confused. He ties it in. On. Hair extension. Awesome. It's hard to surf, so. You're telling me. <laughs> Maybe end of the year, there's going to be a, an award for who has the best hairstyle through the year. Right now, it's you and Mikey Wright. Yep, you're winning. Yeah, you might be winning now. <laughs> We're super stoked to see you, Italo, and we hope you stay contest ready. Thanks for letting us bother you. Thank you, guys, and see you guys soon. Yeah, Italo. And uh, I think Red Bull might need to send another carton towards you. You'll be finished that one today. Yeah, please. Send me more. Hey, <laughs> Ross. Bye. I feel bad whoever's next door to those two. <laughs> this is like a bad science experiment. I, I'm almost want to retract my answer right away. It all looked like, like he was having a rough time in there. <laughs> He's not doing well, man. <laughs> When we return, Mick and Ross name their favorite free surfers of all time. And in his final season on tour, what will Adriana D'Souza's legacy be? We're digging into that when we get back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. 
Welcome back to Getting Heated. I'm Coco Ho, joined by CT veterans, Mick Fanning and Ross Williams. Do we all qualify as veterans? I think so. We've all been on tour for more than 10 years. Definitely uh, way past any prime. <laughs> Speaking of CT veterans, with 15 years on tour, Adriana D'Souza's legacy on tour is the topic of heat too. Adriano is retiring at the end of this season, 15 seasons, seven CT wins, and one world title. The Heat 2 question is, will Adriano's legacy go down in the history books as the most impactful Brazilian surfer on tour? Ross, what do you think? Yeah, this is a, this is a big one because, uh, you know, Adriano de Souza is well-respected by all his peers. Here's the thing. Social media is a monster, and I think no one owns it better in our sport than Gabriel Medina. The guy has 8.4 million followers. Uh, that's more than the WSL, Kelly, Stab Magazine, all these, all these you know, huge followings combined. He's got two world titles. Not only is he, like, very fine-tuned with social media and competitive surfing, but he's also very exciting, and that's where he really separates from Adriano de Souza. Everyone respects how uh, Adriano is a great competitor, and you know he came from small meanings to to the big time, uh, just a humble warrior. But Gabriel is very exciting, and he engages all these young kids that want to surf like Gabriel, that want to do airs like Gabriel. So I think you know if you're you're looking at legacies and what their career will look like in 30 years from now, everyone's going to look back at Gabriel Medina and how he really transformed the sport for all Brazilians. Yeah, look, you, you talk about transforming the sport. I, I feel like Adriano was that guy that transformed the belief in the Brazilian surfers. Adriano was the first one to come through and consistently be in the top 10. I think he was there for, for eight times out of his 15 years. He had a handful of top five finishes. So I feel like he's, his legacy is changing the thought pattern of what Brazilian surfers can do on tour. I think even since he was a young kid, he's always been this ferocious competitor. I think that's just the Brazilian trait. They, they go for it and they leave nothing on the table. But he actually was one of the hardest workers as well. He was someone that would go to an event, you know, two, even three weeks in advance sometimes just to put in the work. So he was 100% prepared. And, you know, I think the world title that he got in 2015 was the perfect piece of the puzzle that, really cemented all that hard work for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, no one's going to deny that Adriano de Souza is the honey badger of professional surfing. You know, the, the, the guy's got so much heart. But, you know, again, the, the question was, who's going to have, at the end of the day, the biggest impact on Brazilian surfing? So the door is wide open, thanks to Adriano de Souza. But again, that impact, that nuclear bomb that is Gabriel Medina, um, that's going to uh, stand the test of time. Personally, I love seeing Adriano in a jersey, but hopefully enjoys many years of free surfing ahead. And free surfing brings us straight into Heat 3. Although it's not easy to build a career around free surfing and video clips, some legendary surfers have done it. So here's the Heat 3 question. Who would you say is the absolute best free surfer of all time? Mick, who do you got? Yeah, look, uh, I guess, you know, everyone sort of, goes the same way, but I'm going to go step it back a bit. He sort of paved the way, I think, for the free surfers, and that's Brendan Margeson, or Margo as we know him. You know, Ross pretty much started 
in his early days, a movie that I absolutely love, Sons of Fun. And Margot just went on through all these different Billabong movies and just set the world on fire with his surfing. Was he a great competitor? Probably not. I think he won one event in his whole life. <laughs> so he was horrible at surfing heats, but just the legacy that he had for showing the way that he could be a free surfer and still make money with amazing clips and video parts. Uh, I think Margot is the pick for me. Wow, Mick, I absolutely love that pick. Margot is definitely one of my all-time favorite surfers. Um, this kind of fits the same category as someone who's definitely uncomfortable in a jersey, and that's Dane Reynolds. This guy, you know, in my opinion, and I think uh, almost all of his peers would agree, he does surfing that almost no one else can match. His reckless abandon with power, um, progression, everything he does above the lip, below the lip, he just is so raw and it just captivates you at its best. He is just your core free surfer. Ironically, it took maybe three years on tour to figure out, nah, this is not good for me. And to be honest, you know, I know a lot of his fans were bummed because they want to see more of, you know, Dane Reynolds in the spotlight because we all love watching him surf and they want to, you know, cheer him on to win events. But I think it's good that there's people out there like Dane because because he's not boxed in in heats, you know, he's able to push as hard as he can. And that's what we want. You know, we want to see everything that Dane can do on a wave. Uh, and that's not about winning a heat. That's just about, you know, being a, a pure artist. It's pretty funny, isn't it? Like you, you have a look at Dane surfing. It is so raw and it is so aggressive when, it, when he's in the water. You'd think that would translate into competitive surfing, but it so doesn't. But yeah, such unique styles. Margot was just, you know, so unorthodox as well. Just a very, very unique style. And I think people just fell in love with his character through these movies. You know, this clumsy goofball that, uh, you know, just was always walking around with a giant smile. Yeah, and, and you know what's cool that I like about your pick is for Margo, he's from the 90s and you know we had horrible boards back then. They were really challenging to ride, but it did kind of lend to how Margo surfs. He had that classic narrow stance, super knock-kneed. He had that picture-perfect uh, knock-kneed tail slide that he was so good at. And then the, op the opposite with Dane Reynolds, you know, he's a product of the 2000s or 2010s where he's got that wide stance, stubby surfboards. He's constantly just either overpowering his board or flying in the air. So uh, it's neat how these free surfers were sort of shaped by their era. If you could pick one Margo section and one Dane section, what would it be, Ross? Ooh, uh, you know, it's burned into my memory all the time I spent with Margo filming that movie, Sons of Fun, with Jack McCoy um, in Bali. Some of that footage from him was insane. For Dane Reynolds, I loved the early 2000s when he had his own website. He always would put up these like 10, 15 minute clips once a, once a month. I watched every single minute of it. Uh, I just couldn't get enough of it. I mean, the guy is just sick. Oh, Marie Lair Productions. <laughs> I, I really respect both choices. And I don't know why that is. Sometimes the jersey is just so heavy. Coco, who, who's your favorite free surfer of all time? And you can't say Mason. I was going to say it's written all over my DNA. <laughs> it's definitely Mason. And uh, he's someone I can attest that, like, has so much talent, but cannot put it together in a heat. I just remember watching QSs with my dad and we couldn't even see Mason in the screen because, and the commentators would be like, and Mason sitting on a peak way to the south. And we just couldn't even see him. We're like, how, why? <laughs> so yeah, great free surfer, interesting competitor, but definitely my number one.
When we return, Kelly Slater may be out for the start of the Australian leg, but is this a sign of what's to come for the GOAT? We're going deep into this one when we come back. Welcome back to Getting Heated. Mick and Ross, we have one final topic that's been getting a lot of buzz. Can anyone guess who it involves? Yeah, look, it's probably just one of two people, uh, but I'm going to go with the GOAT this time, and uh, I think it's about Kelly. It's got to be about uh, the old golden goat. Let's tap in. Yeah, we can't avoid the news of Kelly Slater not making it to Australia. Let's dig into the controversy in today's Going Deep segment. When the news broke that Slater wouldn't be heading to Australia, some of us weren't surprised. He released a statement saying, I've been struggling with recent and ongoing injuries in both ankles since the Pipe Masters. He also stated that he needs to get himself out of constant pain. So here's the going deep question. Is Slater's commitment still there or is this a sign of what's to come? Ross, I know you guys are really close. Start us off. Yeah, I had a, a, a nice long talk with Kelly and, uh, you know, the injuries are definitely real. Um, you know, the, the sort of elephant in the room is like, you know, is going to Australia fun right now for everyone as a quarantine, you know, is that something that would uh, be enticing for Kelly? Of course it's not, but I, I honestly don't think that's the driver here behind his decision. He tore his hip uh, about 10 days ago. That was a, a real uh, pretty solid injury. That was a sprain that was really bothering him. And then he was riding some dirt bikes, which is a huge Grom mistake during the Pipe Masters. And uh, he actually sprained both his ankles. So all these injuries combined, I mean, he was kind of hobbling around. Kelly is a complete surf turkey Mick and he hasn't surfed for the last uh, couple of weeks so uh, he's not feeling that great um, and uh, I, you know I think we just need to get him back to 100% before he gets back on tour. That's my thing though Ross it feels like it's you know he he keeps coming out with the same statement you know obviously there are injuries now um, but the same statement I'm getting my body back to 100% where I can go for a world title like it is it deja vu or what? Um, you know, it's to me, it sort of feels like his his commitments wavered. Um, you know, we, we go back over the few years. Obviously, when he broke his foot in J Bay, horrific injury. He probably came back a little bit early and tried to surf J Bay, and but then he had an event off and then got a third at the surf ranch, but then had the rest of the events off until we got to pipe. And for me, it's sort of he's gotten to that point, which he can do and pick and choose events, but. I'd probably look at it a little bit more like if you're going to pick and choose events why don't you just say i'm not doing the tour and just get wild cards you know i'm sure the wsl would just say oh you can have this wild card that wild card they would give it all up it's kelly slater like the amount of attention that would come to it i think would be great but i feel like yeah the unwavering um dedication to this i i feel like some people are getting frustrated yeah, it'd probably be one or two Groms that are, you know, right there sitting next up to to get the invite on tour or definitely over Kelly, you know, waffling around. Um, but that'd be about it. I think everyone else wants to see Kelly on tour. Here's my thing, Mick. Um, Kelly's still relevant on tour in, in terms of the way he surfs. He's still ripping, um, even at a beach break. Like, let's say Kelly was suited up for Newcastle and Irving. I think the guy is still dead, uh, deadly. You know, I think he could still do really well in these events. Would he be the favorite to win over someone like Italo? Um, no, he's not gonna be, but he would definitely be solid. Um, and I know he's still ultra competitive, but um, you know Kelly as well as I do, Mick. The guy doesn't, he can't make up his mind 
where he's going to have lunch in three hours. He's got his computer open and he's looking at like eight different restaurants and he's reading Yelp and he's probably arguing with people on the comment section. I mean, the guy is just all over the place and we love him for it. But, um, you know, he, he just needs to resettle back in after these injuries and, and commit to a tour. Do you think though, Ross, this would have been the perfect time to spend two weeks in quarantine? He's not surfing anyway and just do a hundred percent rehab, you know, as we've seen, the athletes can get gym equipment. Um, you know, you can easily do Skype calls or FaceTime calls with uh, practitioners and, you know, work with stuff. You know, wouldn't that have been a perfect time if he was committed? I mean, here's the thing, Mick. Uh, you're about a decade younger than I am. You know, once you get into your late 40s, it takes a while to bounce back from these injuries. And, and, and Kelly, again, he's a guy that's dedicated his entire life to the sport. He's got serious injuries that, you know, it's not easy to wake up and jump out of bed and surf a heat, even if you've been, you know, you know, doing all the right things with diet and stretching and rehab and seeing a physio, which Kelly is religious with. Um, but, you know, it's, I don't know, I can't answer that question. It's up to him. You know, he, he needs to decide when he can get that 49-year-old body back in shape to, you know, mix it up with kids. I think him taking these injuries and, you know, sort of only doing one or two events here, it's, it's starting to almost getting to the point will it hurt his legacy you know will he just sort of like just fade off into the distance you know you want him to go out with the bang of all bangs um you know but i feel like that's sort of it's it's getting on the verge of it now i want to say i agree with you i think it's you know no one wants to see an absolute legend kind of go out on not on top for kelly he's made it he's made statements uh over the last several years i don't mind getting put out to the pasture i think is the quote he's been using meaning hey uh bring it on and if you're good enough to take me out let's see it and and to this point um even though i want to agree with you i think it's starting to get there it's not quite there yet the kid is still ripping uh I, you know i see him all winter long in hawaii and he's still kind of doing the best surfing um but to your point it is in certain waves it's not in the little tiny beach breaks and we're going to have a couple events um, coming up in Australia where he would have been really put to the test. So, you know, Kelly, as well as I do, Mick, I don't think anything's by mistake. Yeah. As you, as you say, like being put to the pasture, it's funny. I, when I decided to retire or I was thinking about it, I actually asked Taj Barrow. So I was like, you know, have you ever thought about retirement? He goes, yeah, look, his quote was, we'll probably keep continuing to qualify until you are you know at a certain age and you just can't walk out uh so it's sort of on us to to make the decision of when we want to do it um you know i i personally don't want to see him go out that way i'd love to see him have this huge shindig of just like this is the goat's last event be it pipeline and have an event like he just had, you know, a, th a third or even make the final and or win an event. You know, I think that would be the amazing way to go out. Um, but yeah, look, as you say, he can't make up his mind about dinner. So uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Yes. And you know, Kelly's going to surf with Pipe Masters until he's 70. So we're never going to get rid of him, thankfully. Forever at the Pipe Masters, we'll take it. That does it for today's episode. Good luck to all the surfers in quarantine, and we'll see you all next week. Cheers. Cheers.